On this episode, Kate and I are discussing Deep Water, the movie adaptation of Patricia Highsmith's novel of the same name. But what you'll hear is a little different. Usually when we decide to cover content, we intentionally refrain from discussing it beforehand so we can react to the other person's perspective in real time and not have anything prepared as rebuttal ahead of time, lawyers as we are. There have been two or three exceptions in our 170 episodes, plus episodes, where one of us is kind of needs to call the other and say, WTF, what is going on here? What am I looking at? What is this? And Deep Water was one of those. This time we recorded our conversation. So the first thing you'll hear is our pre-call, which pretty much sounds like we were watching completely different movies. The two main takeaways from that conversation were, first, generally, what do you do when you love someone, but they don't love you the way you need to be loved? And then the second was very specific, why are these two people together? So the second part of this episode after that pre-call is recorded another day. You can tell by the difference in our tones and the and our preparedness. We're not having a conversation. We're really analyzing this movie. So that comes after. But first, let's start with the WTF pre-episode conversation. Deep water... I told you. No, you, you weren't no, no, you it. didn't. You didn't. I that's did. why you said I, this was wait, to be expected. I and I was like, that's my first. Was it expected? Wait. Did you tell me? You told me I wouldn't relate. I did. I guess I didn't think that meant I'd be like, oh my God, I don't like it. Okay, but I guess that's, you did. Oh, you're yes. You no, you're right. No, 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 no. You're, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. You're right. It was above and beyond what I thought. I didn't think you would get it at all. I just, I did think you would be intrigued more than it sounds like you were. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I had a lot of trouble with this one. <laughs> yeah. I did. Okay. So I don't know where to start. I mean, I have questions. It, I have uh, questions. Yeah. I, that's all I have is questions too. It's like I think that's what it. I loved about it was that it raised so many questions for me, even outside of the inside and outside of the movie. Okay. Okay. But, yeah. So just on a... F- you don't like questions. Well, that's not true. No, not okay, fair. Okay. Not fair. No, no, no. It was a question. <laughs> it was a question. Yeah. No, I, I do like... I think I like questions. This is just... This okay. is like... Okay, so... Am, am, so hit me with some questions. Right. Am I supposed... Okay, so am I... I understand that... This is just like plot-wise here, okay? I understand they're in an open marriage, although I'm not really sure that anyone's agreed to an open marriage, or at least he hasn't, but she seemingly believes she's in an open marriage or can outwardly hook up with men in front of her husband. I think it's actually the opposite of an open marriage. I think in an open marriage, you're supposed to be open. Yes. So this is just, so it's not an open marriage. Let me just, okay. So then it's just, let me have affairs in front of your face. Right. So, and then here, okay. So is she in on this? Meaning she knows if she brings these men, I mean, in front, it's the, in front of his face part that, is problematic to me because then she's basically getting these guys murdered. She knows he's killing them well, at a certain point. So, well, what point is that? I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. I don't, I think when she does realize it, she starts saying, you know, like, hey, look at my husband here. 
Right, but she brings in another victim after she knows he's doing it. The guy from her past. Well, she runs into him. No, I agree, but she runs into him. That I, I mean, I don't think it was intentional that she brought him in to be. I don't think she's in on any part right. of that. I get. The, but then the I'm murdering. just like, then what are yeah. you doing? Because that would make more sense to me that she's got some sort of sick, twisted thing where she loves the fact that he's the thing she kills for, that he kills for. I mean, that line was very good. You know, when she, the line was yes, great and why on, she's not afraid yes, of him. That was great. But yeah. then if you know on yeah. the thing you are killing for, then did she get some sort of sick pleasure out of bringing men into his orbit so that he'll keep killing okay. for her? Can we back up before the killing? Let's yeah. back up before the but, killing. I mean, it was kind of... Because the killing seems to be really throwing you off. I mean, it's it meant to be... kind of obvious even before it's absurd. out there, right? I mean, she knows he went missing. Where'd the guy go? And then the next guy and then... Right, so let's bring it back to before that stuff because it is, it does go to absurd and you know I do yeah, enjoy absurd. the absurdity of of things to make a point that most people would otherwise completely miss, I, I think is to, you know, to just accentuate what's going on here. So this is, this is what I love about it. Like what's going on here, do you think, in their relationship before the killing stuff? I mean, do you think they love each other? <sighs> In some sort of sick, perverse way. Yeah. <laughs> where they get off yes. on like hurting each other in some way. Yes. This is well, okay. playing I, games. I, I can see, see that you see hard. that. This is very hard for me. People. I, I, I'm aware. You know, I'm aware. So, that's so I'm I know that. Out. Yeah. It seems sick and perverse to this point. I mean, to, to be honest, it has gotten to that point. It's not like you're not you're making something up that's not there. It has gotten yes. to that point clearly. But I, I think it's a less interesting book slash movie when it's the slow disintegration of the relationship. Yeah, so to me there's two parts. Maybe I would have liked two some parts of the other of a relationship. Stuff. Sorry, go ahead. If they showed me some There's of this. being in love uh-huh. and there's being loved. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. They are not the same. Mm-hmm. You can be in love with someone who doesn't love you back or doesn't love you the way you need to be loved. And I think that's the spot where we find them. They are in love with each other. And even there's a little bit of reference back to that when he makes the picture book, whatever. You can imagine that these two people were in love in a healthy, normal way. And then they became, they got to the point where they couldn't love each other the way the other person needed to be loved. And, but yet still in love with each other. Right. So what do you do? If you're in love with someone and they don't love you the way you need to be loved, what do you do? That is unacceptable then. You're out. I, I, I'm just like, <laughs> she seems as if she's saying, See, right, that he doesn't love her the way, for who she really is, right? That, that. No, no, no. She, he does love her for who she really is. She doesn't, he doesn't give her what she wants, which is passion. Right, but he, she also she feels wants like he thinks him she's stupid be, and yes, all of that. Yes. So I don't because he's so controlled. He's so controlled. Yes. He is not he's very cerebral. He yes. is not passionate and emotional, messy, all over right. the place. You know, th- that's what she wants from him. And let's be honest, she doesn't want it all the time. She's that person. Right, right. And she is drawn to the fact he's that he is the, so controlled and uh-huh. Right. But she needs something. She needs something from him. So get a this little is how bit she out gets of control. The get a little bit passionate. control no, by seeing his jealousy. I, I don't think she's intending to 
get something out of him. She's in a place, I love Vic. Vic doesn't love me the way I need to be loved. I think that what's going on is separate from him. She's like, I I don't know what to do. I'm I'm locked here. I love him. I don't want to leave him, but yet he doesn't give me what I want, so I should leave. So it's that maybe it's the it's the between sticky part that they're in that they both feel this way that they can't leave because they love each other but what are you supposed to do you know i i I think your answer is just leave like it's it's not good i I mean i'm not so no i don't think she's trying to nest i i honestly don't think she's trying to provoke jealousy she in fact is annoyed when he's around she doesn't want him around she wants to have this passionate ridiculous stupid dumb love affair she doesn't he's all he's doing is actually impeding her so I don't think it's intended to get a reaction out of him but she does when she gets a reaction out of him she does seem satisfied that he finally has some because passion passion, he has some emotion she is getting something out of this I'm not you could say she's not doing it intentionally but I do think that at least when she does that she sees this part of him that she's trying to draw out I think there's a one moment on the stairs I think for the most part he doesn't react right so don't you think she's trying to get him to react you don't no 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 she's just getting what she wants that's all but she just is getting what she wants and what she wants is this passionate so she doesn't want it from him she's just she loves him she does okay but then how's she gonna get it she does want it from him isn't this part of how it's her way of it's unclear no i don't think it is i really don't i don't think it is i'm not sure it matters a a lot though I don't think it matters a lot whether she is intending to get it from him or not. The point is she's Because well, you're saying what should she do? And you, the, you would yeah. think the answer is try to get it from him, right? I mean, if she loves him and wants to stay with him, yeah. wouldn't she like to try to get that out of him? And, and to I, me... I'm assuming she has tried to get it out of him from, for some period of time. And now she's fed up with it and she's done with trying to get out of him and so she's just actually going to have her needs met right period. can't she just go get them met somewhere else and why does she have to rub it in his face this is the part i do not understand it's that's the part i literally do not get i absolutely get going off to get your passion elsewhere what other reason would she rub it in his face if she's not trying to get him to lose some of that control that drives her insane i i, yeah, I, I just don't I mean, get it maybe, why would you hook up with fucking people why would you bring them home to meet your husband Unless you actually yeah, well, where, want to get your, see if your husband has a pulse. No, you know, you yeah. don't ask well, your mean, husband to make well, lobster bisque for your, your passion on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. just I mean, go well, fuck him in the, in the, somewhere else like she apparently does sometimes. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I don't think it matters that much. I, I think does, you can argue right? it either way. It because to, to me, she seems very annoyed. It seems more convenient she doesn't have anywhere else to go. And often she does actually go. We are seeing just a little slice. Right. She does often go and yes. not come home. They do have separate bedrooms. But she, it seems She's important not, for her that she, he meet them. This is the part I can't understand. He meet them well because she and this is the point that this is the other piece of it she loves him she does not she otherwise would just leave why wouldn't she just leave she doesn't seem to care about the the idea that divorce is has anything to do with her child so you know as many women right, right, do right. say That's they stay for she doesn't seem to have right that is doesn't seem to be her thing she stays because she loves Vic and she and doesn't what, want what to shows us that Vic. what do I see of, of those two that shows they love each other she seems like you say he gets her uh, 
she fe- it seems to me that she feels very insecure around him and that she feels small and I that she feels not where... smart enough and she feels like oh you su- you think you're superior to me that that's love that makes yeah. her feel loved by no, him no 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 no, this is the point. This is again. We, this is where we're meeting this couple. We're meeting this couple at that right. breaking so point. They, at the point where the things that attracted her to him yes, are now bad. feeling offensive mm-hmm. to her. Yeah. So they're like turning around on her, and they are the very reasons why she was attracted to him. That he is smart. That he's controlled. That he is right. worldly in in different ways than she is. So I, no, we are not meeting these people at the time they fell in love. So you definitely don't see that part of it. Right. But it just, so maybe they should have had yeah. flashbacks or something if I'm supposed to think that, see some other side because... Because otherwise you just don't believe they're in love. No. You, I think they're in some sort of it, sick so infatuation she, that they just can't, some codependence, some, something very unhealthy. Not right. like whatever it is. And it doesn't look like it feels good for either one of them doesn't look like either one yeah, it doesn't so I, I don't think so it that's does. why i am like okay so. love doesn't always feel good love can be sticky and messy right. and especially and, in again these points of time right when it's like we got to work through this like what but do this you isn't do? working okay then maybe that's a story too to watch them working through this but instead we just watch them murder people as she brings them home yeah, to be I, murdered I hear you. I de- she doesn't bring them to <laughs> she murder. Does. It doesn't matter. I, I just this is the messy part of it. I mean, it is a different movie if you think that she is bringing them home to to well, be murdered. Well, I think by if him. not, it, there's a, a rec- different movie because the movie I see what will happen. Yeah, if you well, she bring drinks a lot. She's not entirely, you know, yes. all there. She's not making her best choices. This is not Melinda's best moments in life they are her in fact her worst moments but I definitely see a couple that is in love has been in love for a long time can't let go of that knowing that this is the person I chose for the rest of my life for better or for worse and yet we're in the really worst part yeah and what do you do when you're in that part it is easy to just say like go Go get divorced. Go your separate ways. But when you feel that strongly, still, it's just the way you put it. it. It's like come you watch. You, you've taken the very best part of this movie, this question maybe, and asked yeah. me to ignore the rest of the terrible movie. I mean, that what you're no, saying I'm is a very to, fascinating I, question. But I'm no, sp- I'm I'm what I'm. It's not. It's actually the whole movie is what does a couple do right. when you're in this place. And this is what they do. Love comes out sideways. You do all the wrong things. You make all the worst choices. And then, of course, it's brought to in a completely absurd level. Again, absurd uh, for, for the point of, yeah, yep, for the point of making a point. How do you get them back? How do you make these things stop? H- how do you get back to something when it's so far gone? I guess the problem and you, is... And yet you can't let go of it. We're yeah. in, as you said, in this moment. And this question is very, very interesting. I, um, something that explored maybe how they got there or then how they try to work through it after. But since I'm stuck in this one moment where it is just the absurd and the bad choices, I think yeah. that's what's the part that's troubling for me that I can't I I mean I'm not suggesting the movie isn't troubling everything about it is troubling yeah it's just it provokes a deeper question of what 
does one do when you're in this place? What are your choices? What can you do? I mean, this is, you and I have had, like, let's take all the absurdity out of it. You and I had a conversation mm-hmm. o- over tequila no, I was like, I don't have, do that. I don't, <laughs> sorry, I don't have deal breakers because I don't understand how one minute you, one, I'm speaking yeah, yeah. about mm-hmm. anyone, not you, like you can love someone and then you find out they cheated on you and it's over. I, that to me, I can't turn my emotions on and off in that. I think it depends how in love Especially, you were. I mean, I see if you were super sure. in love, and I think those are the people. Sure. You Let's know. say someone who's married for nine years, the way they have right, but been. Super, right. They Which, could be married the way, nine minutes to be super right, in love. Anything. Exactly. I mean, whatever. Yes, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> but it depends right. on the, the relationship to begin with. I think a lot of people who say, someone cheated on me, I'm done, maybe that, that wasn't, they weren't so in love, or didn't have the strongest relationship in the first place. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I, well, I I I must have misunderstood what you said, but it doesn't really matter. I do think that people do think. I mean, there are plenty of marriages end because right. Of and I just, but I'm saying I don't know what the circumstances in each one of those. You know what I mean? I mean, lots of yeah. times I yes. think the I'm reason people had just, the affair was because the thing was already broken and they probably weren't in love anyway. Right. You're assuming but if you're I'm talking super about the person love, who. The person who finds out that the other per- like I say I'm in love with this person, but they cheated on me. It's over. Yeah, I think if that person opened their eyes, they probably would have realized that 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 there, there's you know, there's like there's no such thing as one way liberation. There's no if one person feels it's there's not a connection and it's broken, it's broken. The other one can't. It's yeah. got to be. T- this is this is a yeah, mutual. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not saying it's not broken. I'm just saying, what do you do? Like, what does that's what that's where I'm right. coming from. I, I'll right. go back and to me. Right. Yeah, I, if you told me it depends, that yes, what is I am very much in love with my husband. Mm-hmm. If you told me tomorrow he was going to go out and cheat on me, I, I mean, I couldn't. I just couldn't be like, sorry, it's over. I, I couldn't. I know, and, and I think it's because I you're starting from a place where that is actually just never going to happen because you two really are so in love. I just, I don't the think pe- so. I don't have any real life examples. I don't think so. I can tell you. I can tell you my real life. We have been through bad times and made bad choices, and our love, our relationship has come out sideways. Yeah, but I can you tell guys, you that from my own experience. Yes, but I'm saying, yeah. okay, so let me add on. In addition to being super in love, are super have worked through a lot of things like that people other people yes. that haven't done all that now we have yes, that's we what have I mean. we were not we did not come together right. in this so you, way so, so i, I need exactly i need an example of someone that. who's actually like in that kind of place no i'm telling you that was me 10 years ago or whatever right. it was however no, many i'm saying years it, ago. so that you that's at that place i could see you doing that but i'm or someone doing that but it it when you're where people have worked through things and are super solid and super in love then that's why I think I can see you being like, well, of course, I if, if you cheat on me tomorrow, I wouldn't throw that away. No, no, no. I And what I'm saying is without that, I could see that happening. Like before we were, that's how we got yeah. to this part of being super right. communicative. Right. But it, it's just, and, and here's the thing. Something can be broken, but. And fixed. Uh, and fixed, yes. So. There's the point now. I there has to be a point in every relationship when you realize it's broken, and then you have to assess: Can this be fixed? Does yes. anyone want to fix it? Who's going to do the work? What's what yes. work will be done? 
you know, whatever. And that's where they are. But they aren't, Melinda and Vic, but they aren't communicating. And I think that that's... That's the part I need to see. Un- like, but that's not unusual. This is the part before they get to that. I think that's what when I, you yeah. find out there's emotion and there's hurt and there's like, what are you going to do about it? What can I right, do about right. it? What, you know, and they both feel powerless in their own ways to what can they do to fix it? I because she doesn't want to give up what she wants and he doesn't want to give up what he wants and yet they don't want to give up each other either I think so if I could have gotten maybe just that conversation that you're talking about just the very beginnings of it at the end now I'm not talking a, oh my god let's talk now and we work it all out nothing yeah. ridiculous so if you could get that then what then you would have liked the movie I'm not saying I've seen a little bit of what you're saying I feel like you're giving a much better <laughs> like like interpretation of where it's gonna go and where it was before and that's why I keep coming back to I guess because it was in this moment I think you though to answer your question if people then if both people which then based on your scenario someone cheats whatever it's broken if both people are like I'm super in love I want to be with you they have to you're right that's where the communication has to start and they have to figure out together what they need and how they can get it and all of that and you're saying that's what would come next for them in an ideal world yeah 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 well I mean I guess I hadn't really thought about it that far I was really just thinking really zoomed out like this is an awful place to be and where what do you do I mean I just thought it seemed very obvious it was you know approving a, a negative or whatever it, they obviously could have left each other there's no in fact especially if we're talking about Vic and Melinda they were clearly inflicting way more harm on their child by staying together mm-hmm. than oh, separating Jesus. so that yeah. that right so that part, you know yeah. that that regular excuse is was kind of out the window in my opinion for them so I thought it must be that they love each other so much that they can't let it go. And of course, I could imagine being in that place of you love someone, but you don't know how to get the love you need from them. And you don't know how to love them the way they need to be loved. And what do you do? I just was focused on like a, that bigger question. Right. And what I think the what do you do? do is what you were just describing, which is that's where the work starts. But that's starts. not easy. I, I can only well, speak from my experience. Right. I have been there. It is very hard. And I have done this, in, not just in my marriage, but in many relationships. When I feel like, when I still love someone, but I don't feel like I'm getting the love I need from them, it comes out all sorts of sideways because I don't want to leave them, but yet I do need my needs met. And it, and it does come out all sorts of sideways. It takes a lot to be able to even sit down and say, can we talk about right. this? It's so much easier to get drunk and hook up with some guy. Right. I mean, this Which is, is what she's doing, is, but now This is I to think, me very real life. Yes. Yeah, like this seems like real life. Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think the getting drunk and the hooking up with other people, I just, I the, the public display of it in front of her husband doesn't is where it did yes. not seem like reality. I, definitely uh, absurd level. Yes, I understand. but... But also you say, because they can't, it was clear these two didn't want to leave each other. That is true. Mm-hmm. But does that therefore equal because they must be in love? Or do people, like I said, just well, can't no, quit no, no. each other? People stay to, I, just, well, people stay together for kids. Well, Again, but I think, I think we that's that not out. it. They, 
Right. We ruled that out for them. Money. Right. Which also, yeah. they, they did a very good job of ruling that out. Uh-huh. So neither one of them is staying because of a money situation. Or is it just what that else? some like people kid, just can't money, love? Yeah, but love or just some weird infatuation or de- codependence or like just like this psychotic fascination with each other or something. Is that love? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's definitely fascinated by her. I, I, I do think he's in, in, intrigued by her. I don't know. Is that love? I don't know. But, but I'm but, not a big you think, judger of the definition of love right it, so but but you're I, using it and if you use it like therefore they must be in love uh, I don't know yeah I don't think what they're doing here is a sign of their love I think it that they were once in a hell I mean I don't think that this relationship started as a toxic relationship with this whatever you're saying infatuation and, and right codependence whatever I, I think it started as a healthy relationship that that some person or, or or certainly could have started as a healthy relationship where then the thing we've talked about this on, on lots of episodes the thing you're attracted to the thing you're drawn to in the other person is the thing that ends up reflecting back to you and like blinding you and and hurting you and feels like an assault against you even though it's the thing that you loved about them or fell in love with them for or were attracted to right so that that's where that they're in that period of like this is now the thing I loved is now hurting me and what do I do about it? Right. How do I work? Right. With that? Right. Maybe also if they'd given me some little flashbacks, like I said, of maybe them before. I don't think you're supposed to care about them being in love. I don't think that's the point of this movie. I don't think I understand what you're saying. But that's you're the saying question if there were flashbacks, you're posing. Feel their love. love. So now what do they do because they're in a very bad place in that love and it's coming out sideways. So maybe if I could have bought the the love part. Yeah, but then they couldn't have gotten to the absurd part, which is, I think, the more... this That's what this movie was for, right. was to go to the absurd place of, like, would you kill for someone and... Yeah. You know, yeah. that absurd Yeah, place. I'm just looking up into the sky, ponderings. You can't see that. Well, yeah. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> I mean... So you just thought these, you never thought these people are in love, they're just crazy people. I, it's very, see, this just goes back to me. Like, I, I, now that you're asking the question, I can think about it. But when I watch those two, and I, I just think that this is fucking twisted and toxic. And, of course. Right, but okay, see, and then I know, twisted, but see, and, and it then, is so toxic. therefore to me, that is yeah. not, I don't. Fucking people who abuse each other, I guess. Are they in love? They're talking. I don't know when I see ugly parts like that. See, this go. Oh, 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 this is it. What did you say about me? And then you said sometimes you have to talk to Kyler about this. Like, I don't like the bad. It's the ugly parts. I don't want to see the ugly parts. Or wait, you say this about me. <laughs> it just looks fucking crazy to me. This is this. And yeah. I don't want to. I feel like I shouldn't say that because I look at her I'm like she seems fucking batshit crazy to me and yeah. and then yeah. I feel badly that I call her batshit crazy because why am I not calling him batshit crazy he's the one fucking serial killing people being a serial yeah. killer over here so it's not that I don't also <laughs> think that he's really fucked up like I don't want to be like oh the woman's batshit crazy and Ben Affleck no, no. is out there murdering people and playing with snails and yeah. he's totally fine so it's it's not that I'm just focused more on and I just I'm like what are you doing why are you you know what it is too goes back to a million other things I'm like get control of yourself right like yes but this goes back to what we've talked about I like to control myself right and when I see her 
doing those things. I'm like, come on. And it's not because I don't think it's, this is not a holier than that. You shouldn't, you know, cheat on your husband or you can't. No, 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 no. It's no, just no, no. like it's, it's really about that she is messy and out of control and sideways and and flaunting all it. Up. Yeah, that's where I'm like, oh God, I don't know. And then and then I'm, I know you're telling me to ignore the murdering, but for me. I really felt like it was willful blindness to, and then and then actual, just to, then in, intentionally in a sense, bringing these people to be murdered. Like I know she didn't maybe know at first, but I thought that you had to be a, willfully blind, and then by the end you did know, and that was also hard for me because then I'm like, now your messiness is actually getting people killed, and you <laughs> did it again, so. Now I'm like, what's the what's with that? Unless, like I said earlier, I still believe that bringing it to his attention was some sort of desperate attempt to get some emotion out of him and and to make her feel like he does really love me because he's killing for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I the part about you just not liking to look at the ugly things. I, that's why I love how absurd and and how we we meet them at this incredibly messy messy part is because I like to know that my relationship has never looked anything like this and it's had ugly and messy parts to it and it's never looked like this and so right. somehow that's oddly comforting not oh, not offensive or, it's comforting that it's never the messiness has never gotten this that no, that extreme no one, I know I know it hasn't yes, but I'm just saying no one, yes 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 no I know but I'm like no it's easy to say oh, like this is okay. this is absurd but I understand the underlying things that are yes. driving yeah, it like and so of that feeling right. of what do you do? Right. Yeah. Well, that what do you do question when I like. you're in love and you aren't having your needs met? And what are your choices when you love someone? An easy answer. And I think really what she's looking for is to go get find, fall in love with someone else. But she hasn't. And right. part of that is she's choosing these very, yeah. you know, insubstantial men. And if the person she fell in love with was a substantial man – which you she know, seems intelligent, to be, yeah. Right, yes. Then then going for these other men is never going to quite do it for you, honey. And so, no. but But she is. I think she is dealing with it the way many people deal with it. Just go, I, I don't want to be in love with Vic anymore, so I'll go be in love with someone else. And she's trying, but she's not finding it. She's not finding someone else to be in love with. And so she's in this bad place. And they both are. Yeah. That, that's, to me, the most interesting part of it is that they are both still in love and yet don't want to be here anymore. Right. Don't want to be in this place where their relationship is anymore. But they don't know how to get and out. what do you do? And so no. his way of, of acting out is extreme. But yeah, that's... As is hers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. They both have taken it to the completely extreme, absurd level. Yeah. Uh, that makes it... I think that makes it interesting to watch. Right. Okay. But of course, if you're someone who doesn't like to look at the ugly parts and and explore those messy uh, sideways feelings, then this but this is right. this is what I'm saying. This is what I had said. This is what I meant when I said this this is not for you. But the thing is we that is what we do on here all the time. It's just this one is explore the messy things, but this one I don't know. I just I think the other aspects distracted from some for me 
from some of these very good questions that I think you're asking. And if I laser in on more of that and try to kind of ignore some of the stuff that I thought was a little dumb, then then I think I can I can discuss. Deep Water, adaptation of the Patricia Highsmith novel starring Anna de Armas, Ben Affleck. They're not even really promoting it. And that could be a function of the fact that they're no longer in a relationship, but but and still. that's a little awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I that think could that's, be part of it. I think yeah. so. I think so. Yeah. And they're big enough stars to be able to say, sorry, not going to do it. Yeah. I follow Anna. I don't, she definitely has not. Yeah. Not even a story, nothing. But that is a little crazy, isn't it? I mean, I understand maybe you yeah. don't go full bore like you normally would. And obviously, if they were still a couple, you be probably oh gosh, also a completely be different story but yes like you did make this movie i mean do you yeah. do you, you i don't know you think I a am. little something something both it's of them a little, it's a little sad because by the way sad. ben affleck will talk about movies he thinks are bad that he's made i mean and he'll say that like you know this really wasn't like my best work yeah, or I whatever think, i think eventually he will this yeah, is too fresh maybe too and fresh. also probably too soon in his relationship with jennifer lopez and right how yeah and if he does any kind of interview, that's likely to come up, and he probably wants to avoid that, you know, the relationship stuff. So maybe. And will you ever do? I guarantee he'll just say, "I will never do a movie mm-hmm. with someone that I'm romantically attracted to in any way, shape, or form because they die. <laughs> My personal life kills them." So, yeah, this is like Gili. I mean, this yeah. is J Lo yeah. should understand this. It's like I don't know that they. Promoted that movie too much. No, either. no, they did not. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah so All wait, right, well, wait, are you yeah. saying, I'm sorry, that just made me laugh. Like, are you saying that any movie he uh, that he's in where he then gets involved in a romantic relationship with him, the movie then sucks? Or? I, I mean, I think so. I yeah, think, I'm thinking, I'm I, actually going well, through in my head. <laughs> I think the relationship ends up overshadowing yes, the movie the and the content of the movie mm-hmm. and the, the hype around the release, especially if you've broken up, which happened yes. in both Gili and Deepwater. They had broken up between the movie and the promotion of it. I think if they were still together, it's probably mm-hmm. a win for marketing yes, but of the fact that they had broken up uh, for both of those is is just not good so just, just just don't even go there ben don't even go there yeah 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 it's <laughs> a good point good point yeah. all right so deep water what are you what do we want to so cover? yeah so one of the things that this made me think of was my sally rooney quote from beautiful world where are you that i use all the time for the two of us, which is I never know what to think until I talk to you. And I, I say that all the time because it's true. I mean, you know, and this movie was one of those where I watched it. As you know, I have some issues with it, which whatever <laughs> we can talk about or not. But, you know, it's it's definitely uneven for me. There were some parts that, that I had trouble with. But, but I do think it's a great example of when there's something that you feel strongly about, or at least some aspect of it. And then I talk to you about it, and then we kind of focus in on the part that interests you. I mean, it's very rare. I don't think it's ever happened where I'm like, oh, yeah, no, this is still stupid. I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, now it's usually that. Like, now I see where you're coming from. So, and I know we've talked about this before where it's not, there are things or instances where we don't necessarily love the final product or the, how the, 
it's effectuated, but there's still something that we think is worthy of discussing or something that interests us in it, you know? And so am I going to tell somebody to go watch Deep Water? Probably not. But I don't know. I might say, listen, watch the movie, don't watch the movie, or sure, depends what you like, you know, maybe I, which I do with some people, depends what you're into, but go listen to our discussion because our discussion focuses more on, you know, this question, which, which you lasered me in on, which is just, you know, when you, what do you do in a relationship when the, the people are in love, but they're at a bad place, right? Where things are going sideways and it's messy and, and what do you do? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, no. And I was like that, I was like, okay, now I said, I, you know, I'm like, I don't, I don't really know that they were in love. I'm not sure I saw the passion, but whatever, assuming what you're saying, that to me was now a totally different way of of looking at this and then wait can we just yeah can we just I want to stay with that point for mm-hmm. just a second you know and I know one of my other friends gets me on this too she she nailed me on it with Taylor Swift when we were talking about Jake Gyllenhaal whatever but mm-hmm. the point is well I think you're saying you don't know if they were in love but I think the difference is we just see we define love differently because well what I because we did you know kind of unpack this a little bit like what else would they be staying for And I think your answer was like codependence, toxicity, but that's all to me under the umbrella of love. It's bad love, it's toxic love, it's bad love, or it's not healthy love. But to me, that's under the umbrella of love because it's not an arrangement. It's not for money. It's not for the kid. Mm -hmm. So it is for love. You just didn't think it was a kind of love that you found interesting or aspirational, certainly. Yeah, I guess I just, it's not clear to me why these two are together. At all. I mean, and I and I said, you know, and I I do wonder whether it's just because we are finding them, as you've noted, in this very specific time in their relationship. And I was thinking, and we've talked about it offline, of you know, scenes from a marriage, which is is another thing we've talked about, where you are seeing a couple in a very specific time in their marriage, but then obviously you see them. That one spans more time, but, and, and there are parts of that that I have trouble with too, but I, I was thinking, you know, at least with that, even though I'm not suggesting they needed to do like flashbacks of how Melinda and Vic, you know, what their relationship was before so that we could understand where they're at now. I understand that's not the movie, but even with scenes from a marriage, like you did get little bits of their story, you know, it wasn't flashbacks, but again, because of that interview they were doing of like you know how they met and sort of what attracted them and you know you in my head I got a little bit like all right you know what I'm I'm finding them right now as that move as that show opened in a really bad place sitting on that couch being interviewed by a reporter and where they can barely yeah. look at each other yeah but in telling their story you know you did find out you know how they met in college and she was on stage and he was like a repressed orthodox Jewish person man and you know even the little bit of backstory, I was like, all right, you know, I, I see, you know, how they came together or whatever. Maybe that's my problem here. Like, I don't know what, like I said, I don't know what these two are doing together. I know, but it's still, it so still my has answer to be So they must be because they're in love? Yeah, but again, it could be toxic love. It could be love that you don't want to 
or or mm-hmm. relate to but is it something what else is there they just like what 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 else could it be I don't know people just end up staying together because they haven't I or, or maybe there is like I said I guess but that's see, love there, there, I, there's some sort of I, game that they're both in yeah, here yeah. you know is that love yeah, but saying? this doesn't seem a, like an arrangement meaning like they have no feelings towards each other and this is just the way they want to that's a different thing I, I agree no, with that right that right, be right love but no this you're right it looks more like some sort of like a, all those words that I used yeah like some sort of twisted game right. code right. so I don't know you're so you're saying that's love it's just not my definition or it's not and or, or anyone could say it's not healthy love it's not right aspirational love but I I don't know how to separate that out from it not being love I mean I just don't know what else that is and again hatred be good but, well, <laughs> well that's I mean I find that I know I know you do right? I know so maybe but it's, it's not just terminology pure, this problem. is not pure hatred right no this is not no really that it's the kind of hatred that comes from the repulsion meaning the the like struggle the conflict of love Right, right. Yeah. So I don't know. I know that people will not agree with me that they think other things are not love. And that some people think, uh, uh, maybe a lot of people, I don't know. People think that only love is only good love, healthy love. And I just don't agree with that. I, I think that's what everyone should be aspiring to is good and healthy love. But... I don't think love is one thing like that. I don't. I just don't think it okay. can be. Okay. So wait, this is interesting. So yeah. you think, and I, I think this is absolutely true based on how we've all been conditioned to believe that love is this this wonderful thing, right? The mm. the positive part. And you're saying that that's misguided because it isn't just that one thing. It's no, it often I, takes I, uglier forms. Well, it doesn't often take, but I, I think love can. Is, yeah. is the bond that holds two people together. And that bond can be tenuous, that bond can be toxic, that bond can be new, that bond can be fragile. It can be strong. It can be so many things. And frankly, it can be so many things at one time. And it absolutely should be so many things within a span of the time that a couple is together so I just see it as the bond and for better for worse all of that stuff and because I'm saying I can't I don't even know why these two are together it's just you're you're saying but then what other reason could there be yeah interesting yeah yeah okay okay I mean and and then and you made this point which I thought was a good one too which is you know when things go bad and haywire as they have when we find them they're in that place you know what is it what does that look like and I I think for me I if that when that happens I wouldn't I would not look like Melinda I would not I would not act out I think I would shut down I think I'd look more more like like Mira yeah oh or Vic without the murdering (laughs) yes yeah yes yeah shutting down checking out out, checking yeah. out out mm-hmm. and so that's so I I have thought about that like that what because it, it's not that I wouldn't have a reaction when things but I was like what is my problem with with Melinda and and the way she's reacting in that instance and I'm like oh it's just I I would I would do do something totally opposite but 
not that what I would do is not self-destruct hers looks self-destructive to me because it's so out there like yes. the drinking and the dancing and the hooking up with men in front of her husband I'm just like what is wrong with you why are you doing that but and I'm like and all I can think of is she seems out of control and self-destructive but yes I mean then I yes did yes she is but then yes. I think but I didn't want to go okay well so what if you were in that situation, you wouldn't be out of control and self-destructive. No, you'd be, I probably would be, but it wouldn't look like that. And that's where I thought of Mira because really that's, she just shuts down and she's just then gets sort of cold about it. And it's like, I'm done. And, you know, and you know, she goes through a lot of phases I know in that show, but, and some of the, some of the decisions she makes or the way she reacts, I don't relate to, but I, I, some of those episodes I was like oh yeah and that is destructive too it just doesn't look I guess outwardly the same way it does for Melinda yeah yeah I think yeah. that's right but Melinda so that's what I want to talk about because even though my first reaction is like I said like I do not relate to her I do not know what she is doing why is she acting like that when I went back over my notes, you know, there there are some moments in lines. Melinda has some good lines where I'm like, okay, I kind of, I kind of get her now. Just these like little moments, and they're not when she's acting out of control to me. It's these lines that she says to Vic, where I think say a lot tell about. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Go, okay, go, go. So one is when he's basic. When early on when she's with Joel, that blonde, long-haired blonde guy, and they're kind of making fun of him being dumb because you know Vic is very intelligent. So one of the things that I think is an issue between them is that Melinda feels as if he's intellectually superior, and she chases these dumb guys or whatever. So you know she does say to him, Joel may be dumb, but he makes me enjoy who I am. That turns me on, and. That is, that's exactly right. Just meaning, I, I, smart, dumb, whatever. What he's, what she wants is someone who enjoys her for who she is. And that's what she's, she's not really going to find that in Joel. Maybe, who knows. But she's obviously not getting that from Vic. And so that's why when you said like he sees her, I'm like, mm, does yeah. he? Because he does. Yeah, he does. And that's a lie. That line is a lie. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't want to be with someone no. who enjoys who she is. Well, who she, doesn't want to be with someone who likes who she is? She, Vic does. She needs to enjoy who she is. She needs to stop looking for other people, people to validate to do, what she okay. wants that's, to see in herself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. That's that's a good interpretation of it too. Then okay. Yeah. So you think she? It's not that she's she's gonna find this from others it's her she's got to figure this out she's got to enjoy herself and like herself more oh geez god yeah sorry. no wonder i yeah. like that line and how could she not because look at the way she's acting i mean she's not acting in a way that someone would like themselves if they were acting this way so no, exactly I, I, so yeah, she knows it. what she's doing and is having shame around that yes and okay okay yeah. interesting well right around there which is not a line of that she says but just a little scene is you know he's Vic is Mr. Dad you know Mr. Dad I'm saying but he's like drops the, off the daughter and does the the carpool line and whatever and it was right after he had made the the joke at the party to Joel that he killed 
uh, her last boyfriend, basically, Martin McRae. And that's been buzzing around town, like, that he said that. And this that mom on the carpool line makes some joke about, you know, him killing someone. And they have, like, a good laugh, like, <laughs> you know. And, you know, he's in with the moms, clearly, yeah. Yeah, on the yeah, line, yeah. right? And then he has lunch with his friends right after that. And his buddies are like, you need to rein Melinda in, you know. And, you know, get basically, like, the get your woman in line type attitude and I just I thought that this little interplay this see this reminded me of Joe Goldberg from you and just yeah. this yeah I see it's bringing in my other things but how everyone including the wives and the moms really love Vic because he's the charming smart mm. successful the great mm-hmm. dad and she's the one Melinda being messy outwardly which women are not supposed to do so mm-hmm. The men are like, mm, get her in line. Even the woman, women, right? I mean, he has that uh, that that female friend who's one of the moms in their in their group, being like, like, what are you doing? Like, you're basically letting her make a fool out of you. And so it's all very focused on like Melinda is acting out, and and implicit in that is acting inappropriately. And you need to get her in line. Meanwhile, <laughs> he's the one killing people, which they don't know, of course, but and making jokes about it and. This is like the Joe Goldberg that basically a good-looking, affable man can get away with anything, and <laughs> right? I mean, that's what the the play there on that is in you. And this, to me, just just totally reminded me of that, that and how yeah. how she gets you know painted with one brush. Meanwhile, he's the the one <laughs> killing yeah. people. Um, right, because she's not willing to put on a face and a farce. She is yes. who she is, and for in her messiness and her non-messiness and there's even joy in her messiness which is it's entertaining but then it goes too far and that for for everyone else not for, for her. everyone it else it doesn't go exactly. too far for her right mm-hmm. although that's even debatable because like I said I don't I don't think she likes herself right now at all right but what that the the fact that he is the one who stays calm and collected that is palatable yeah yes, I think that's right to everybody else that's right I, I, there's a line in, in the book very early on. There's a line in the book that says, people who do not behave in an orthodox manner, Vic thought, are by definition frightening. So I mm. think yes. by that definition, both of them are frightening. It's just a matter of what is perceived. Perceived, exactly. Yeah. Because he does, the perception is that he does act in an orthodox manner. Yeah. Well, except when you're like this point where they're starting to say you're looking like a fool and, yes. you know, they're saying they care for him to not look like a fool, but he, he has that great line back, like, maybe I don't care about the same things you care about. Yes, but exactly. The, but what's behind it, I think, is that everyone is a little frightened of it. Like, the, the idea is he's going to fucking snap and lose his mind because no one can take this right. the way it he can't, is. You're right. It can't be possible that you could be okay yes. with this is what they think. Yeah. And they, yeah. I guess in that sense, you're right. He is even, in their view, not acting in the orthodox manner meaning that's you should be mad you should stop your wife you should get her down from that piano you know and because he's so calm and cool about it I do think it's unnerving to them but somehow that perception wise still doesn't really hurt his his reputation if you will they all still love him it seems like well there's that one guy who hates well I I mean yeah I definitely that guy is I do think as a generality yes I agree Mm -hmm. um that, that he's sort of more beloved. The, it yes, seems. yes. Even they among feel like the he's women. the rational one. They can talk to him. 
and yeah. she is the irrational emotional one and so they can't talk to her about right. what's going on well but that's the, what i was going to say too because me- yeah because a female looks she looks more again emotional right messy and he looks mm-hmm. more under control and then there's that scene with the piano, the guy, uh, the piano guy, I'm calling him, the guy she's seeing and when she doesn't come home. And mm-hmm. this is where they actually, he, she, he finally shows some emotion. He gets mad. Yeah. This um, is my whole, this is, yeah. this is the whole movie to me. Oh, okay. Good. This, okay. This on the, the, oh, when you say on the stairs, this yeah. is, okay. The whole movie for me exists in this and it's like at 47 minutes yeah mm-hmm. right she, okay. I, you said she stumbles in she's been out all night he asks where she was and she's like come on dude don't ask because I'll tell you and you know she's provoking him mm-hmm. he is provoking her this is where the first question really comes in my mind which is a little bit different from the they're in love and what do you do well maybe it's not so she's completely acting out she ends up going like saying just you know inappropriate stuff I could show you where he's bruised me blah blah Mm -hmm. blah yeah and he just kind of loses it in a rational way at first he's like we have a child we are married you know and she's like well that was your doing that's what you know basically that's what you wanted and he says I want you to stop seeing him and she says or what what you're gonna divorce me no of course that's the whole point he doesn't want to divorce her Mm -hmm. and this is the question what do you do when you want something to stop or change and yet you have absolutely no power to do so right this is the the super sticky part of our relationship you can't control another person. And the idea of, well, just divorce me or just divorce them. Because she said, she, you know, and in that moment, she looks like, go ahead. I'd like that. I'd like mm-hmm. you to divorce me in that moment. She looks like that's what she's daring right. him to do. Mm-hmm. And we know he won't. And so it's just like, what what do you do? That's like the first standoff, oh. I guess, is what you're saying, where it's just like she's taunting him. and But what's exactly what are you going to do? Yeah, but I that, it just blew my mind. What does anyone do? If someone is not loving you the way they you want them to, if somebody, I, I just, what do you do? It's, to me, it's too simple to say, get divorced. It's just well, right. moment in time of asking that question in such a dramatic way. What does one do? What does anyone do? And I guess this is my answer once I thought about it some more, which I said to you offline was, I think it depends on whether she believes he's really capable of changing or whether and whether she's willing to go or whether she's willing to go without whatever it is she needs him to be, which I don't think she wants to do. So yeah, I I think I would argue she has to be one or the other. She either sees that he is capable or, you know, believes they'll get there, but what do you do in the interim? She's like, I'm just going to keep fucking other guys. And you're oh, going to in the immediate short run, you're saying. Yeah. 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 When they've gone so sideways, how do you negotiate? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. if, because to me, if, again, I have a little trouble believing the the whole, I'm, I'm accepting your premise that they are in love I'm, and, and oh, that God. they have you, passion. Don't, you can't chemistry. say that until you've given me a different because no, the theory just, you've given me to me is love I know okay. it is but I that's fine but, but what is it then I don't know I don't know what these two are doing together I really don't but but anyway 
But then, then this is perfect for marriage counseling. These two are so in love and they have passion and chemistry and they've just gone haywire on, you know, I don't, I don't know what their ability to communicate, their ability not to lash out and hurt each other. I don't know. Then they, sh- then yeah, they should go do that. Don't you yeah. think? I think well, so she says, what are you going to do? Divorce me? He says, no, because you're going to listen to me. And mm-hmm. she really like, hmm, something flickers there. She's like, look how assertive you're being. Yeah. If I didn't know you, I think you'd throw me on the floor and fuck me. And she, you know, starts to kiss, suck on his fingers and be seductive. And he backs away. Now, presumably he backs away for, well, I don't know. There could be a dozen reasons. <laughs> but... Right. She takes the opportunity to really stick it to him. She says, of course you wouldn't do that because that requires a certain amount of passion. Like you'd actually have to love me, which is really interesting because she is testing that theory. Like, I love you. Do you love me? Which is so often how emotionally immature people deal with these kind of things like they don't say do yes. you love me they they try to get the reaction that they want and he gives it to her in spades he loses it for just a second he grabs her and shakes her and says I do love you mm-hmm. and that's what she needs and she's like if you were married to anyone else you would be mm-hmm. so fucking bored you'd kill yourself <laughs> oh see this is one of yeah. my lines where I'm like okay that's a, that's the that whole is a great... movie to me all of that all of the questions that I have that are that come up for me come up in that moment of so what that do you do why they're together though really right so I said I don't know why these two people are together okay that actually they, they excite each other mm-hmm You'd be bored if you were married to somebody else. He, 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 I believe that. So yeah. he's, he finds her interesting and, and challenging. Yeah. And that's why he's with her. That's why he loves her. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, but then why, and, but she wants passion so badly and he mm-hmm. can't give it to her. So how she Well, he get does, he did in that moment, moment enough to keep her going. I mean, right. I, there has so, yeah, to so be. So then they have building, they have bits yes. that yes. we're saying that, and that does go back to my answer. She has to just, they have to decide if they both really want to do this, how to, how to harness those bits that yes. they are, they get. I mean, I think that's astute on her part. She's very, yeah, this is why you, you love me because you'd be mm-hmm. fucking bored if you were married yeah. to someone else. Yeah. I also, this made me think of your line, and I think it was from When Harry Met Sally. Like, this is why people should be married to complicated women, because they get different people all the time. Like, you'll never be bored. <laughs> Hers is a different kind of, um, you won't be bored. But yeah, that scene. Okay, that's your on the stairs. Um, yes. That's uh, that's everything to me. That whole, that minute 47 to like 49 is everything to me. Yeah. The other line that I like of hers, though, which was after she she accuses him of killing charlie and and she says if you he says if you think i killed charlie aren't you frightened of me and this is um you know no because i'm the thing you killed for and that i was like oh okay so that to her is like of course this is like we talked about this she's not afraid of him i mean this is this is the thing i'm the thing you kill for so i know how much you love me because you're willing to go that far Mm -hmm. and that you know i i think it's that's where i do then you know tend to wonder then after she knows that he's killing people if this is some sort of way to get him to 
show her that all over and over. You know what I mean? Because she's not getting it in the way she's not loving her the way she needs to be loved. So at least, and she's she's trying to get him to say this like she did on the stairs. And I guess this is where, uh, yeah, I wonder if that's why she's luring these men in. But I don't know because, as we said, she doesn't really know until after this one. Or really have this strong suspicion that that's in fact what he's doing. But it's that's where it gets a little fucked up for me. If she brought yeah. in that yeah. last guy to be led to his watery demise. But who knows? Who knows? Um, so what about then the last scene? What's well, not really the last scene? The car chase and all that is. So I'll, I, it's really right before that when they go on the picnic to the spot where he killed the man. And he has that, the book of photographs for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and she says, why are you the only man that wants to stay with me? Mm, what did you think of that. that line? Yeah, this yeah. is my last Melinda line that I wanted uh, to ask about or talk about. I forgot about that. I think it's I, I think it's the guy dichotomy of being with a really strong, messy woman is it takes a, a certain kind of man to stay and love her and she tried with these other kind of really disposable men these frivolous men and that was just now forget about the fact that uh, he was actually killing them to to whatever extent he was or wasn't that because we are led to think that there were others that didn't stay around anyway so it, it there that he is someone who can stay with her can handle her and yet when she really gets out of control he can't handle her and doesn't know what to do with her and doesn't know how to it's that's the you know that's the rub that's the double-edged sword of of a woman like this yeah and so that's why I said some of these lines of hers did give me a better understanding of her in an otherwise I'm not sure I understand her film but so this one I I I thought was her actually being very vulnerable and and truthful here that she actually is insecure about that and and yeah. really questioning can I be loved and you yeah. apparently Vic seem to be the only man that wants to stay with me and like maybe maybe I'm not worth staying with like maybe and, and but you, here you are and so this moment I was like if I I think by this point I was very frustrated with the movie so I wasn't giving I was like eye rolling but but again now on reflection and and with your questions and thoughts in mind of of their relationship I'm like okay wait this I think was her being vulnerable and then she says I'm sad Hmm. and see then I see now that's just just one little tiny phrase and I was like okay Melinda now Perhaps I'm seeing a little bit here again now, and I, uh, maybe that's not how I would react, but but I understood it more, and that's what I was. What we're always trying to do, right? I don't have to. I don't have to be the same way or react in the same way, but I I did want to see if there were moments where I could understand her, and and that I thought was was one of them. And then he yeah. made the book of pictures, and it does say for the love of my life, mm-hmm. and then she has this a big step where she asked him to sleep in her bed which you know that night which is not typical for them and and you know she says I love you so I don't know I I 
in the, in the best possible light. That That's how I felt. But then also I was like, is it a little disturbing? Like he doesn't want to control her, he says to people, yes. right? When they ask. Yes. But, but he, isn't that exactly what he's doing? Like, because every time she brings, he, she acts out, he murders the people so he's controlling in that way no he's not he's not stopping her from doing no, what she wants n- well but if he she, keeps killing them do you think well, she's gonna keep doing it i mean I, yes it is twisted and sideways i, I get it but he is not controlling her he is attempting to control the situation, situation a situation that he the, does not yeah. want to be anymore you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. yeah what what yeah. can what can one do? It's him trying to find a tiny bit of agency in a in a place where he has none because she won't stop. Right, right. Yeah. No, that's fair. I just have to ignore the some of the absurdity. But said like that, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So those were just like my. I don't know that they're even scenes. They're moments, scenes, lines that gave me a little, a little more understanding of of melinda and melinda and vix i yeah. i i looked at it with new eyes which yeah. i love i love yeah. Give uh, I me mean, another I, angle to focus on we have talked about this and uh, that you your lens is a more literal lens and mine is the complete opposite of that i love the absurdity so that i can see through to the core of things when things are too true to life I I have trouble seeing to the core like what am I supposed to get from this and this is that's why something like this is my cup of tea and you know helps me to get it the absurdity helps me set aside what's actually happening and going what what is going on here what what's underneath all of this right and uh, yeah I get confused by or distracted by the ugliness and the absurdity and it 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 inhibits my ability yeah. to 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 see it probably because as we've said i i can look at the ugliness but i don't like to the, the way that you do and so yeah. and it definitely doesn't help me put anything into perspective if it did i completely it, like I, I would be like that's anything that can do that is very valuable so if these if this yeah. does that for you. but you pointing that out and sort of like i said putting a new focus on this oh I did give me an ability to look at it and and so that I am very grateful for yeah yeah mm-hmm. and I, I can ignore the snails <laughs> all the shit about the snails <laughs> the snails I are the love, new doll yes from, I love um, the snails I just love face? anything that's weird and out there I, I, but the snails I, I was think, in the book right she yes yes yeah, so he didn't I mean you know he the director didn't just put that in and and that she, the Patricia Highsmith, is really into snails. This is a real thing. Is it? Yes. What oh. it's called like a ga, a gastrophobe. Somebody who's into I don't know okay. little crustaceans. That's I'm getting all the words wrong. Please, scientists out there or whatever. Yeah. But whatever yeah. people like to study snails and whatever group they fall into. I mean, um, I knew it was in the book, but I didn't know this was like a thing of, of hers. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I I see now. I you know, on first blush, I I immediately said you would not re- relate to Melinda. I knew that her kind of going over the top and and everything coming out sideways in this way would not you would not be able to relate to her, and and in fact would think she was like an alien. But 
there were now that we're talking I do understand so many other things that also distracted and, and that would help like prevent you from from seeing it certainly the way I did or even remotely you know anything that was actually going on in the way I was seeing it the, we talked a little bit about Unfaithful which is another movie by the same director and that's a cut just a completely different movie in that the Diane Lane that's Melinda out at night we don't see that movie here right correct this, that's this, a housewife cheating and you are seeing the housewife cheating uh, right. and that's the whole movie Yes. And in theory, she's like getting what she wants. She's happy. This is also different from Melinda in that she is with one person. She seems to believe she's in love with him. And so that is a different, a completely different movie. And you are seeing her get what she wants. You are actively not seeing Melinda get what she wants. She is trying and trying and trying and failing and failing and failing to get what she wants. Right. So that's another, you know, disconnect. I like to see that struggle. You would prefer to see, like, get what she, Diane Lane in, in Unfaithful is struggling too. Like, she is not in a marriage she is happy about and whatever. So she is finally getting what she wants in some way in that movie. Yes. And, yeah, right, through a struggle. But this is the actual struggle of trying and failing. And that is also something else. I prefer to see that you prefer to see it in a different you know from a different perspective and again it's somewhat of the same story with if it was just melinda with all of these guys you know or any one of them maybe Mm -hmm. the falling in love period and all that stuff it could have been the exact same thing now the reason i liked this movie better in a way i liked it better in that diane lane was actually getting what she wanted that's always a satisfying thing Versus Melinda, who is not getting what she wants. But I liked the husband characters better in this one. I like the husband character better, Vic better, because Richard Gere in Unfaithful is so meek the whole time. And even, I I guess I won't give the the end of Unfaithful away, but (laughs) it is, what happens is accidental and it is impulsive and it is not thought about and yes Vic Mm -hmm. is like I don't want this situation to go on any longer I don't know how to control my wife so I will kill these men and yeah he's making an active choice and like you said earlier showing agency that is not true of the Richard Gere character and so I that just brought him to I see them as more equals now if you tell me at the end of Unfaithful that Diane Lane and Richard Gere are back together and happy for the rest of their lives, I'm like, I don't buy it. Not for one second. These two, I can believe. I see more of their equality. I see more of their, this is, these two people belong together. I get it. I get it. They're all messy and sideways right now, but I get it. And those two, no. I, okay, this, I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but I, I get, I agree. I yeah, actually yeah, yeah. could see, compared to those two. Yes, yes. That these two, I mean, those two, these two, that Vic and Melinda do do have more of a chance in a weird fucking sort of way yes. now that I think about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Then certainly when you compare them with those two. That just seemed like, no, wrong relationship. You're in the wrong yes. relationship. Yeah. And I don't like a wrong relationship as much as I like 
are we going to make it right relationship bad, but wrong things wrong actions. actions being yeah. taken yes okay okay i mean i'm trying to think of his other ones too now adrian lynn did not just unfaithful but indecent proposal right, fatal which attraction, i hate which nine i hated half weeks. indecent proposal because in both unfaithful and deep water they are doing things out of love sideways love toxic love whatever you want to call it i think it's love and indecent proposal was about money and that money. is so much less or i guess security which is something we all want as part of our marriage i guess but right. i didn't but in like all those was it a, so it's a character that's straying from a, a seemingly happy marriage and winds up sort of paying the price for yeah. it in those yeah. three in yeah. those yeah but yeah. again Demi Moore does it for money and that doesn't it just doesn't sit as well for me as the ones who do it for love and it, I haven't seen Fatal Attraction in so long but I know Michael Douglas right one night stand the spirals out of control because Glenn Close just yeah. goes that was just sort of a tale like a like a cautionary tale like <laughs> I don't remember like yeah, well, that oh, is interesting because it's also not that different. It's just the genders are are different. It's right. who steps right. out is yeah, yeah, yeah. the man, the but man. it's not un, it's not unsimilar to Deep Water, right? If if Vic is killing these men, you know, it's not unsimilar in that the the person in the relationship is taking it out on the person that is otherwise well is then i'm giving i'm gonna get a, give away the end of fatal attraction but right right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no yeah you're gonna mention they're they're very similar very right. similar but just very different perspectives that make an entirely different movie entirely right. different movie these right. are all very different i do appreciate that he doesn't and some of the source material is not his but i do appreciate that he he lets the judgment come from other people I do think he is not portraying like slutty women, loose women. These are women who are have big desire and passion and they want their needs met. And that is very different from the narrative about the loose, moral, slutty woman. And yes. I think he does very well with that. I like that. He does. And he, I mean, this is quite a, a string of of credits i mean now he hasn't made a movie in 20 years this was the first one in 20 years um which is crazy he's 81 which i was really surprised by and i did read a little bit about him though and but i don't know that he has the he, he apparently has a very interesting methods on on set which perhaps are dating him a little bit um which is why i mentioned his age but there are apparently some some stories of his antics, like an indecent proposal. Apparently, he shouted vulgar encouragements at Demi Moore and Woody Harrelson as they simulated sex. And on nine and a half weeks, he boasted about terrorizing Kim Basinger in an attempt to trigger a real psychological breakdown in her. And and when asked about it, he said that was necessary because Basinger doesn't read books. She doesn't actually act. So a lot of people have said he, he just says whatever comes to mind. And then now having returned 20 years later to do this, with things having changed, of course, on movie sets, uh, he was instructed by the studio that he had to have an intimacy coordinator, which we, well, most of us know is pretty standard, I think, now on on shows and, and things with nudity. And he was 
very unhappy. He said yes. it's it's well, so I wish I, I wish I didn't know now. any of this. I would have cut. I, I think about cutting him out completely. This is not yeah. something we want to celebrate. Let's stick yeah, with deep no. water. Yeah, no, exactly. Like he, yeah, yeah he doesn't. He doesn't. Okay. I don't think he's with the times anymore no. of what. Maybe, maybe he's past his prime. Maybe ever. Yeah, maybe yeah. ever. It well, sounds like ever. the Kim Basinger. That's not right. Okay. Yeah, so and, I, it's, yeah. he wants to do things his way. Yeah, but okay. clearly has put out a lot of movies that, you know, a lot of those though at the time weren't exactly celebrated. I think they've now kind of have their place in in cinema history unfaithful did do i mean she got an academy award so that one definitely was more wow she did know. diane lane yeah wow. diane lane best i had actress. no idea wow wow so All that right, was, go diane yeah lane. i know i know okay. so yeah but what else what else what else <laughs> I, I mean i feel I, like we've covered it yes. covered it, it yes. more out of deep water than i would have ever imagined when i yes. first watched it I'd, I again, thought maybe this would just be a sidebar. I thought this would maybe just be a sidebar. Like, let's just talk about these questions. But yeah, we but get a lot of mileage. We did. And like I said, and I, and I thank you for that. Because like I said, there's a, there's <laughs> always some, if you, if you see something, you know, then I want to, I want to explore it. And I, we've, we've done that. That's for sure. I'm sure this particular question could go on offline. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. Longer. Oh, I'm sure it will. But it's funny that you say that. And, and I'm trying to take it in. And I'm just being honest about it. It's hard to, because this is definitely one of those things. And so funny, completely separate from, from this conversation, you mentioned Eleanor Oliphant earlier today uh-huh. and that conversation and that conversation along with this one it doesn't make me feel good it doesn't make me feel good it makes me feel like I will never be understood until I, I explain know. myself like and and for you it's worth it for most but generally people it doesn't feel worth it to even open my mouth so I and I did know. not understand that until honestly not even on the Eleanor Oliphant episode I don't think I think no, you did say like this does, yeah, yeah you were like this um does not resonate with me what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. if you and for people you should go listen to the Eleanor Oliphant one but basically it was a quote from the author about how when you share it becomes like share with others meaning your thoughts your feelings whatever your experiences that it's a virtuous cycle in the sense that then they will share back and then there's points of relatability and then you know it's all good and I was like and you'll feel better yes you'll feel better and you were like no no no, way I will feel worse what are you talking about yeah and you did say that on there but I was like it was it wasn't until follow-up discussions where I now fully of course now however many years later understand this that no that is not true for some people and in fact sharing will make you feel like more of another it does it right or why am I the only one that thinks like that why is there a planet with only a few of us on it <laughs> yes yes it's, i get it i do and, and it's I, not a good feeling it's not a like i feel unique or different no in a, it's a it's a i don't know it's not a good feeling i, I can't explain it anymore i know and then sometimes i feel badly because i'm like i don't want to I don't want to be like what are you talking about I've never who thinks like that I mean I know obviously I don't no you never say that that. I would never say that too but like but I can see why yes that sharing in that in those kind of circumstances wouldn't feel good then I know 
Yeah. And that's but, almost always what it is for me. That that's but, just right. how it goes. Yeah. Okay, but I I I hope that yes, that I try always to see oh, even if I can't a hundred percent get there, I'm like, okay. I always love to just understand it better, that's for sure. Oh yeah, no, definitely. But, but it's it's not it's not that. It's not even how it's received because it, that does make a, a difference, but it is just the knowing that yeah. you're about to say something and someone is going to listen to you, but before they listen to you, they're going to look at you like you have 12 fucking heads. Like, what is wrong with you? What are you saying? What are you seeing? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I get it. I yeah. do. Now I get it. Yes. You know. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, okay. that's a good note to end this one on. Yes. This has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media. Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows, and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Fiction Women or on Twitter at pop underscore women. For more coverage of the women you love, or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com. And keep it complicated. <laughs>